This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey there, it's Dusty Thunder with another AITA story for you. This one is actually a follower submission, and it is Am I the Askonaut for being upset because I was not invited on our family vacation? Year three of an annual trip my parents do with my sister's family, who live in New Hampshire, because of her two daughters' spring break, which falls on a different week than my kids. My mom texted me two months ago, asking if my five-year-old can ride with them 17 hours to Florida for that week. My youngest is still in preschool, while my other two are in grade school. I said yes, and mentioned that I would be interested in tagging along on the trip with them, since I didn't have anything on the calendar that week. She texts back that she assumed I would be busy with work, managing the two kids in school, plus lack of beds and that I didn't contribute to the rental fee. She listed many reasons which I thought was odd but moved on and let my son travel with them. I did request that my son FaceTime me every evening though. Night one, I say goodbye to him. Mom takes back the phone to chat. In the background, I see my sister's long dark hair. She's cooking. I say, tell Chef Sarah I said hi. She heads inside so I can tell her myself. She turns the camera toward my sister and surprise, it's my brother's girlfriend. Yes, my brother who lives in Virginia his girlfriend. I waved slowly, confused. Mom then takes the phone to the patio. They are grilling. Now I'm waving to my sister, her husband, my brother, my stepfather. Completely blindsided, I said goodbye and we hung up. After that call, I had a good cry and went about my night. I finished our night and got my other two kids to bed. Then I FaceTimed my mom back and asked to speak with her privately. I say, in what scenario would I think anything but my family excluding me from this trip? I quickly articulated how upset and hurt I was by not being included. She replies, Well, you know, ever since your divorce, it's just been really hard on all of us. That's when I lost it and said, I'm sorry, you? You? It's been hard on all of you? My divorce? I got divorced from my ex-husband around four years ago and have since remarried. I remember hearing disapproval when I pulled money out of my 401k to be debt-free. Between a wealth manager sister and a therapist mom, that was bound to happen. Maybe it was my choice to have a mommy makeover, surgery post-divorce. By the way, no regrets, best decision I ever made, and I made that decision for me. When I told her my plan, I remember her looking at me replying, Oh, I'm sorry you felt the need to do that. All this to say, guess I've made terrible choices they don't approve of, which is not of their business, quite frankly. They even planned a mystery slash clue type dinner party while there. I only found that out because days ago, mom mentioned she just left Goodwill with a $15 prom dress. So bizarre until she explained. I thought, okay, cute. Kids will have fun. A bit odd with so few people, but whatever. Makes more sense now knowing the official headcount. 
I had no idea that the entire family would be on this vacation. No action this week on our family text thread either because they are all there together in person. They didn't have to pay for a murder mystery party kit. I could have played the role of the dead sister. I feel hurt and dismissed by my entire family because they disagree with personal choices that I have made. Choices that do not affect their life in any way, shape, or form. Am I the asshole? Okay, thoughts here. If your family planned an entire vacation with literally everyone in the family but you there and intentionally hid it from you, they know they're being the assholes, right? They're hiding something from you on purpose, which means they know that they're wrong. Now, she asked if she could take OP's five-year-old with them to Florida for that week without telling them what was going on. That elevates this to a whole new level of bullshittery that I would be absolutely livid about. Not only are you going to take some kind of spiteful action against me for some bullshit reasons, because my divorce has been hard on you and because you disagreed with what I did with my money after the fact, okay, you're going to have an entire family vacation and exclude me intentionally, hide it from me intentionally, and then you're going to take my child to said vacation? I'd say that anyone in this family that was complicit in this action hits ask on one immediately. That is a terrible human thing to do. Terrible, shit person, unforgivable thing to do. Before involving the child, maybe it was an ask on two thing. Let's, let's take a look here, actually. Let's say they definitely shouldn't have done it. Definitely shouldn't have excluded her and lied about it and hid it from her. That would have been an ask on two thing. As soon as they took her child to this vacation that they were lying to her about, it became an ask on one offense for anyone who was complicit in this. That's where I'm at on here. It is just a shit thing to do. Also, moving forward, how are you supposed to trust these people with your kids ever again? How am I supposed to be like, yeah, it's cool if my kid goes with you to do this thing. Oh, wait, how do I know that you're not lying to me about what you're doing? And if I can't trust you, period, then I can't trust you with my child. And as a grandparent, that is a major faux pas because you're now harming your ability to have a relationship with your grandchildren because you can't be trusted. That's where I'm at on this. I think OP has every right to be pissed off here. We're going to go ahead and fly Athcon 1 for anybody in the family that was complicit in this. OP is not the asshole. And check this out. Check this out. We actually have this now. This one's for OP. NTA. I made it. I made an animation. We have another one that is uh, everyone sucks here. Made that one too. I would be extremely, not just hurt, but angry. I'd be hurt about the family thing and about them lying about it and excluding me for some bullshit reasons. Once they took my child there to this vacation and had them around a bunch of people that I didn't know were going to be there because they intentionally lied to me about it, I would be livid. Get in the car, drive to Florida, get my child, drive back, livid. That's f***ed. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. This is just rough. I mean... For everybody to get together and be like, okay, we're going to do this trip and we're not going to tell, we're not going to tell her. We're going to also have to keep it secret from her. And then we're going to have her youngest child come too. We're still not going to tell her anything. It elevates to a whole new level of shitty because they do the FaceTime and intentionally include everybody there. And then they weren't trying to hide it at all. They're like, hey, look, yeah, we screwed you. Look at everybody that's here. Check it out. Everybody's here but you. It's awesome. Say hi to everybody, not you, that's here. I, literally the whole family but you. Check it out. Say hi. Say hi. Yeah, that's somebody new. We don't even know that person and they're here. Shit family. Luckily for you, OP, it sounds like you've got a new family that you've made yourself now. I would really just hone in on that and give that your attention and your love and not worry about all these other asshats that are just going to lie to you and mistreat you now. Certainly wouldn't 
go above and beyond to let children go do things with him. Nope. It's a hard no. Hard path. Hey there, it's Dusty Thunder again, and I have another AITA story for you. This one is from Reddit, and it is titled, Am I the Askonaut for Refusing to Babysit While Family Goes on Vacation? My aunt is retiring. She's made plans to go on a cruise, three-day stay in Hawaii, and then back. All of her children are going. They invited our side of the family. Nobody told me. I'm not on Facebook, which is the only place they communicate. They have my number. No one asked me, though. My entire family made plans for weeks to go. They made accommodations and bought tickets for everything. No one mentioned it to me in all of that time. Finally, it's a week away, and I bring up to my family at our parents' house about how I hope she has fun, and should I get her a gift, etc., and my sister says, yeah, grab her something. We'll give it to her on the cruise. This is the first I'm hearing about them going. They said they assumed I was staying to watch the babies for them. My cousin's three-year-old, my sister's two-year-old, and twin infants. We assumed you were staying to watch our children. Wow. We know OP's role in this family. Shit. I feel like they didn't tell me specifically so I'd be the only person not going and they could try to force all the kids on me. Well, I told them no thanks. I told them I still had time to make accommodations and come too and I would like to go. I honestly didn't want to go after feeling left out like that, but I figured maybe if it was really an accidental issue of being left out, they wouldn't mind. I took the time off and then my cousin, who was coordinating the entire thing, texted me saying she was so sorry, but there's no space left and she only secured enough for every one that RSVP'd and the cruise is sold out, but I'm welcome to fly out and hang with everyone in Hawaii if I can find my own accommodations. But since everyone planned on me taking the kids, I need to find childcare for their kids first. Oh, I told her no one ever called me to even discuss me taking their kids. She didn't reply. Nobody was replying. So since I already had the time off, my boyfriend and adult son and I decided to take our own vacation. We all packed up the day before my family left and took off for a week-long vacation a few states away. I purposely didn't tell anybody. Hell yeah, OP. Hell yeah. Fight fire with fire. Fight petty with petty. I started getting calls the next morning as everyone was coming to my house expecting to drop off their kids. I didn't answer. I refused their calls and ignored their messages the whole trip. We had a fantastic time and made great memories. When I got back, my family was furious. They said multiple people had to drop out of the trip and couldn't get their money back because they couldn't find last-minute childcare. I told them, that's too bad. That sucks so much. They should have arranged something before they left. I reminded them no one ever set up anything with me. And since I already had the time off, I decided to enjoy that with my family. I'm sorry it didn't work out, but I never offered to watch anyone's kids. You all assumed I would because you didn't invite me to keep me free to watch them. You didn't coordinate. I had other plans. That's how it works. My cousin thinks I'm being the complete asshole. That isn't how families treat each other. It was an accident that no one told me, but it's not her fault. She assumed I had been told and assumed I'd be okay with having the kids because I have before, with discussion and coordination that is. She thinks I was being really selfish and childish and purposefully going out of my way to be an asshole. She's even saying I'm lucky they didn't call the police on me for child abandonment because they expected me to be home and able to care for them all. That's what Navy Thunder would say about that. And she's almost two. I told her that's ridiculous. 
You can't just assume and expect things without my permission and input, and you can't report me to the police for not wanting to care for your babies. Was I being the asshole for all this? Should I have just kept things peaceful and spent time with the kids since I got time off anyways? I could have done some fun things with them, but I really didn't want to. My house is not kid-proof, and honestly, I don't really enjoy spending time with the kids. Yes, I had my own, but I'm not really a kid person, and he's an adult now. Those days are behind me. I'm not very interested in reliving them with other people's kids. Wow! You're lucky we didn't call the police for us abandoning our kids. I don't think that would have gone the way they wanted or expected. I think the police would have been like, uh, uh, I'm sorry, ma'am. Could you explain that situation to me again? Um, okay. Uh, I'm going to need you to put your hands behind your back. What are you doing? They're your kids, ma'am. You're abandoning them. You can't just dump them on someone's doorstep. And if they're not home, say that they're the ones abandoning your children. That's what? No. Did you make arrangements with this person ahead of time? No. Did you talk to them about any of this? Did they did they have any idea? No. Okay. Um. Yeah. What the hell? I don't quite understand what this family was thinking. Not communicating with someone and being like, oh, she won't mind. We'll dump all nine kids on her. I don't know how many kids there were total, but we'll dump all the kids on her. And she's going to be the only one not going, so she really won't have a choice. In what f***ing universe do people not have a choice whether or not they care for your kids or not? Now, we had a story a long, long, long time ago where someone actually came and dumped their kid off. I can't remember the, the details of that story. But in that case, it's like OP was nearby or OP was home or something. And it was a, if you're there, you can't just leave the kid alone. So that's different, though. She intentionally went out of state so that they couldn't pull this shit on her. And they still tried to pull it on her. And she, smart as hell, went unplugged for this vacation so she wouldn't have to deal with it. So fantastic. Situationally, not the asshole, OP. Your actions were warranted here. We'll go ahead and give you the NTA. And, and maybe, maybe we do need some kind of justified asshole. Oops, sorry there, microphone. Maybe we do need some kind of justified asshole verdict here. But in this case, I'm just saying that you weren't the asshole. You've got a family full of assholes. Someone who doesn't have a kid-proof home and doesn't really want to relive the days of having to care for infants and small children. Yes, that's the person. We want that person to care for our children. That also kind of shows you what family's true colors are about taking the responsibility for their kids, too, because they didn't give a shit what the situation they were leaving them in was. Isn't that endangerment if they're not clearing it ahead of time if they don't have some kind of clear communicated plan for them and they didn't really give a shit if it wasn't a baby proofed house or if she wasn't prepared for it at all they were just like here take our kids going on vacation bye screw that i'm glad that this family at least some of them ended up not being able to go and ended up actually having to face the consequences of their actions or inactions here my goodness if you're going to take a family vacation you have to invite the entire goddamn family that's all there is to it you don't get to exclude one person or you're a family full of assholes. That's all there is to it. Don't rock the asshole boat. Hey there, it's Dusty Thunder, and I've got yet another AITA story for you. This one is, am I the astronaut for telling my stepson that his kids weren't my responsibility? My wife was a lot younger than me, and she had a 10-year-old son when we met. Her ex had shared custody. I had a couple of grown children from my first wife. My stepson, Charlie, and I never really bonded. 
He had a father and he made it clear I wasn't his parent, just his mom's husband. I respected this. He was always polite and respectful, just distant. I helped pay for his university when he went and we attended his graduation. When he got married, our invitation was made out to his mother plus one. That was kind of a slap in the face, but we still attended and gave them a substantial cash gift to start their life. The thank you card didn't have my name on it. Go ahead and fly some of these here. My first wife had passed away from cancer and it broke me. I didn't want to go through that again. Her youth was one thing that attracted me to my second wife. I know it was selfish, but I liked having a beautiful young wife to take care of and she liked me well enough. I didn't realize how much I loved her until she died. She passed away from a stroke. She was 49. Charlie came to the funeral with his family, his wife whom I had only met at the wedding, and his kids. We had known he had kids, but he had never made the effort to bring them for a visit. My wife loved the kids, but Charlie wouldn't make the effort to come see us. My wife only had a very small estate, and she left it all to Charlie. He also took almost everything of sentimental value that she owned before we got married. I didn't begrudge him any of it. My first grandchild just graduated cum laude last year, and I went to his graduation. My son and his wife have worked hard to get their kids into college, and I'm proud of them. My son mentioned that my grandson had a job waiting and would be debt-free pretty quick. I asked how much he owed. Then I wrote him a check to pay it off. I plan to do this for all of my grandchildren. I guess my daughter-in-law and stepson's wife are Facebook friends or something. He found out what I did. And he came around to ask if I planned to do the same for his children. Shocking. I don't really have any connections to his kids. I don't see them. They don't consider me their grandfather. I've personally only ever seen them at the funeral. I was really put off by him coming by to ask about money after ignoring me for years. I know that if my wife were alive, she would want me to help out her son. It just felt dirty. I said that I had money for them in my will, and if they needed it for the university, I would give it to them early. He said I'm a petty little man, and that his mom would be ashamed of me for treating his kids like this. I don't really think I owe them anything. They have a real grandfather. I'm only including them in my will for my wife's sake. So, am I the asshole? Woof! So, in this case, I think the son made the decision early on to create this distance and this boundary. He created this boundary that put him in the position to not have that connection between his his stepdad. And I'm calling him stepdad here instead of bonus dad because he very much treated him like a stepdad. His mom's husband. Instead of having some kind of bond or relationship with him that carried through to his kids, he created that wall. Later on, he kept that wall up. The only thing that made him want to consider changing it was money. And I think people who do that, people who treat people like crap until it comes time that they want money from them are just garbage humans. That's it. I think if you're going to treat someone like trash until you want money from them, you're a piece of shit. That's the simple short of it in my mind here. OP even feels conflicted about this though. He says he's already left money for them in his will and that's for his wife's sake, but his wife when she passed had left a small estate to the son. So he had that to apply toward whatever he wanted for his kids there. So what his mom had to give was already given. Now he's coming directly to his stepdad who he very early on said he wanted nothing to do with and wouldn't even put his name on the wedding invitation, called him a freaking plus one. But now was like, oh, you gonna give some money to my kids now? Cause you gave money to your, your grandkids. So, you know, no, hell no. And Opie still says, I included them in the will. If they need it early, I can do that. And this guy's response is, you're a petty little man and my mom would be ashamed of you. Okay, then I guess the answer is no. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave now. Bye-bye. I'm going with NTA on this. Not the asshole. This sucks. And how shitty to be treated like that for so long and then have this. It's like, well, I guess, I guess you're being consistent about treating me shitty forever. At least you're consistent. 
So I have a feeling that he's leaving money for the grandkids. He might have left money for Charlie in there too. Maybe not. We also have to think that the grandkids, Charlie's kids didn't do anything here. So I wouldn't remove them from the will. I would make sure that Charlie is not included in there at all. But Charlie's kids didn't do anything. They weren't assholes. They didn't create this boundary and treat this man like shit. So I understand him leaving them in there. But yeah, wait till they're at the age where they can receive it directly without their dad getting involved or getting his hands on it at all. Because uh, we know enough about him at this point to say that he can't be trusted. Charlie, you're an ass on here, bro. That's a terrible, terrible way to treat a human being. You treat them like trash, create a boundary, and then years later, be like, oh, uh, yeah, money. So you got some for me? You know, plus one? Shit thing to do to someone. So OP has had to go through the loss of two spouses, and now has this kid just kick him in the gut one last time. Cool. Thanks. He's not going through enough. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Hey there again, it's Dusty Thunder once again with another AITA story for you. This one is a story with an update. So if it is too long of a story, it may end up getting cut to two pieces. We'll do our best to make it work in one, though. Fair warning, sometimes the story itself can end up being over 10 minutes, and if it is, then we have no choice but to chop it up. title of this one is, Am I the Astronaut for Letting My Son Help Me in the Kitchen? In a general sense, I know I'm not the asshole, but I want an unbiased opinion from people in here. It's a good start. I know I'm not the asshole. I just want to see if you agree with me. Is that basically what OP said here? I, 42 female, have three sons, Jamie, 16 male, Matt, 12 male, and Paul, 10 male, with my husband, Charlie, 45 male. My middle son, Matt, is a little different from his brothers. His brothers like things that are typically meant for men like sports, gadgets, video games, and so on, but Matt is different. He is not a big sports fan. He likes reading and painting. He doesn't mind doing things that are typically not for boys. Another thing about him is that he is passionate about food. He's been like this since he was six. He would often come to the kitchen to see me cook and oftentimes offer to help. Well, I don't let him do heavy things like cutting or standing too close to the fire, but he would be a helping hand. I call him Ramsey Jr. after Gordon Ramsey. Honestly, I like this arrangement because while I am doing all the cooking, my other boys are in their room. My husband, on the other hand, is not impressed by Matt. He is a proud father of three sons and often likes to do sports stuff with them, like teaching them how to play baseball, playing video games, wrestling, watching sports, but Matt is not interested in any of those things. He has said over and over again that those typical things they do don't interest him. My husband would still force him to do it because he thinks it's more important for him to do things that are more masculine with his brothers because it creates a bond. I've tried several times to convince my husband that he must let Matt go and let him do his thing. We eventually reached a compromise that Matt will do sports and other stuff with them once a week so that he is in touch with his brothers and the rest of the time he would do his own activities that he likes. My husband also doesn't like that Matt would rather stay in the kitchen with me being my helping hand rather than with him and my other boys. 
He sometimes tries to criticize him by saying he shouldn't be doing girly things or he will not get any girls in the future or he will be made fun of. The incident happened yesterday. I was in the kitchen preparing for lunch. My husband and sons were outside playing football. Paul and Jamie called Matt to come play with them, but Matt was not interested. I told him he should go play with his brothers now while I do meal prep and he can come back during the cooking process. Matt agreed but he came to the kitchen after 10 minutes and started helping me. My husband was with the boys too. He called Matt several times, but Matt didn't budge. I could see it irritated him. After the lunch, my husband was pissed and told me what I am doing to Matt is going to harm him in the future. I told him how is forcing him to do things he doesn't like help him. He wasn't listening and kept saying things like he needs to be a man and stop doing girly things. And the way I am encouraging him to cook and bake things like grandma, he would get bullied in school and he doesn't want a son who is a sissy. I was shocked. I told him he needs to get his head out of his ass because cooking is gender neutral. There's nothing wrong with Matt wanting to cook. My husband got mad at me and told me I am ruining my son's future. He doesn't want him growing up weak and fragile and making him do girly things. We'll make it worse. He needs to learn how to be a man like his dad and learn how to provide rather than take on feminine roles. And just because I couldn't get a daughter, I should stop turning my son into a girl. This turned into a huge fight between him and me, and now he is not talking to me. Matt is sad because he thinks he is the reason why his dad and I fought. I had to assure him that it was not his fault at all. So Reddit, am I the asshole, or should I just have told Matt to play with his brother and not come into the kitchen until the lunch? is served. Edit. I have read the comments. I just want to clear out any confusion. My other boys, Jamie and Paul, do have a good relationship with Matt. Yes, they are different and they would rather stay in the rooms and do their own thing, but none of them have ever bullied Matt or made fun of him for liking things differently. Also, I am a homemaker for now, but my husband does help me with some chores like getting kids ready for school, driving them to school, and other extracurricular stuff. Folding the laundry, taking care of the lawn. So it's not that I am totally helpless. The kitchen duty is 100% mine because my husband doesn't know or like to cook. Update. Hello everyone. I just wanted to say thank you for the comments. I know some of you called me a troll. I don't know why you would think that. I just wanted some unbiased opinion. So anyways, I'm here to update the situation. My husband, Charlie, was not letting go. He insists Matt is wrong for wanting to cook with me. The argument between me and him never truly settled. So, a few days ago, he decided to call his dad. He thought since his dad was in the military, he would teach Matt some lessons. So, my father-in-law came to our house. We chatted and talked. Charlie brought up the issue with Matt. He just started talking about everything from his passion for cooking and not being interested in other masculine stuff. Father-in-law was quiet and thought about it. Matt looked scared because father-in-law looks like a scary guy. Father-in-law told the kids to go to their room because he wants to have a chat with hubby and I. After we were alone, I was expecting father-in-law to blame me, but instead he blamed my husband. He said he is really embarrassed of my husband for having such backward thinking. He knows that when father-in-law was in the military, he had to do all his chores and sometimes have to cook. He just unloaded on my husband that he is teaching the wrong lesson to Matt, that cooking is a good skill and it will help in real life. Watching sports and video games will not teach him anything valuable. There is more. I cannot write all of it, but my husband looked really defeated. He tried to argue that Matt needs to do tough things, but father-in-law shut that down by saying he has the nerve to say cooking is easy when he probably can't boil water. Honestly, it was funny to watch my husband being berated by his dad like a kid. Father-in-law then called the boys to the room and told us to give them privacy. We were outside. I was looking at my boys through the slit of the door. Matt looks relaxed, but the heads of Jamie and Paul were down. Long story short, my father-in-law told my boys not to bother Matt anymore. He also instructed that my boys help me in the kitchen once a week to learn how to manage a home. He also told Matt to not be scared and do whatever he likes. I am glad Charlie brought him into our house, even if his plans backfired. I thought after father-in-law left, there would be peace. 
My husband would be normal and understand, but he was sulking and moping around. I asked him continuously, what happened? He didn't answer at first, but then, after a lot of pushing and pestering, he did. He said that the reason why he didn't want Matt to do feminine things is because he, my husband, was bullied for that when he was in school. This is my first time hearing this story. He said that when he was about Matt's age, he would also be in the kitchen with his mom because he liked watching her cook, and they lived in a joint family so his uncles and aunts would also live in the house, like in Kanto. He would often get bullied by his cousins because he spent more time in the kitchen. He also admitted that he had an interest in knitting but had to stop because he once heard his then-crush say that it makes him gay. So he also got bullied for knitting. I was angry at him, but now I just pity him. I had to explain the situation to him that we do not live in the past and a lot of things have changed and that he shouldn't have to give up what he likes because people are stupid around him. There was a lot of conversation about past and present and also about him not being comfortable with the situation as a whole. He told me that he will not pressure Matt anymore. He realized that in order for his own kid to not get bullied, he became his own kid's bully. Things are fine now. Today, all of the boys, including my husband, helped me in the kitchen. For the first time, I felt a little relieved by it. Also to those people who told me to leave my husband. Why? He's a good guy. I know he holds some backward views, but he is nice and caring. I understand he has insecurities, but they are not worth having a divorce. Things are fine now, and if it goes bad, I know what to do. Woo! Damn! This was a journey of learning and growing, but it was a very painful thing. But learning and growing is a painful process, or it can be. The fact that that dad here realized that as he was trying to protect his son from being bullied, he became his son's bully is a really terribly beautiful thing to have a realization about and to correct. Like to be able to get to the point where you can correct this behavior is going to be a game changer for their entire family. As we were going through and, and hearing about everything pre-update, you know, it was very, very clear that the dad had backward thinking and that his methods were outdated. I know this is something that happens all over the place, but it's 2023. In today's world, this is the most niched out accepting world that we've had yet. You can be into anything. And there's a community for it. There's a support network for it. There's no, you can't do that because you're a man or a woman anymore. It isn't like that anymore. You can be into whatever you want to be into and you can be crazy good at it and you can make a living at it. You can be a content creator in it. You can do all kinds of stuff. It's not limited like this anymore, but now having the context of why it mattered so much to to dad here makes so much more sense. And that probably explains why the majority of the scenarios that we know are happening out there are happening. It's because what these parents went through, they're trying to help their own kids prevent going through. They're just doing it in a very harmful way without even realizing it until something happens to open their eyes. And in this case, it was his ex-military dad who he called in for support and reinforcements to help him tough up and man up his kid. And when father-in-law shows up, whips him into shape. Maybe the vision that he has of his dad from those days is much more rigid and masculine. And his dad has had time to accumulate wisdom at this point and to be able to see things like grandparents can now see the forest for the trees and see what's happening and be able to call him out on it. But father-in-law swooping in here and saying what he said saved this family. That action saved this family from something ultimately super destructive. And it could have gotten to a point here where Matt and his dad had no relationship at all. So this 12-year-old likes cooking and he's not into sports. And guess what? That's 100% okay. Band geek. 
artist. But we get it now. We understand why it was happening. But projecting our own pains and nightmares and, and failures onto our kids and trying to save them from it isn't going to save them. You know, we have to let them find their own way. But the beautiful thing about 2023 is that we can. We can let them find their own way because there are paths for everything now. And when I was a kid and when you guys were kids, it wasn't like that. There wasn't a path for anything that you wanted to do. It was you had finite choices, right? Until you got older and those paths started opening up more. But now, like our kids can literally get into anything that they have a passion for. There is a path for it. There's a community for it. The world is their oyster more so than ever before. And the only thing that can hold them back is us. That's easy to say. It's easy to look at this story and say that. But as parents, if we can elevate ourselves to the father-in-law sadness here and see the forest for the trees and be able to check out of our own minds and be able to see everything for what it is and where it can go, I think we could allow our kids to be so much more than we do by trying to force them into lanes here. This was a terribly beautiful story. There is no ASCON rating for this. I don't think applying a classification to this makes any sense because there was a turning point where everything started heading in a good direction and the context makes so much more sense. It's just terribly beautiful. And I think that it's one of those things that a lot of us parents can learn from. Just letting our kids be who they want to be and explore what they want to explore. And when they have a passion, supporting their passion. And if anything, helping them explore it further and connecting them to those resources that we know exist that they may not have access to. Like those online communities for freaking knitting. Do it. Knitting classes, cooking classes, freaking cooking master classes that are online courses. There are so many things that exist now that could help your kid rapidly accelerate and gain so much more knowledge and skill than we ever had access to at kids. Let's do that instead of trying to project our own fears on them. That would be super cool. Let's see what happens. <laughs> Hey there, it's Dusty Thunder again with another AITA story for you. This one is, am I the astronaut for charging my 16-year-old nephew rent to live with me? In February, my 16-year-old nephew moved out of my younger sister's home and came to live with me. My sister has four other kids with my nephew's stepdad. The oldest is eight and the youngest is just a few months. My nephew and his stepdad both hate each other. My nephew had been couch surfing with friends on and off for a few months before he moved in with me. My roommate moved out at the end of last year and I can afford the rent without him now so wasn't planning on having someone else move in. My nephew has a job and works around 20 hours a week. When I offered him a place to stay, it was on the condition that he pays me 10% of his weekly paycheck. His mom knows that I'm taking part of his earnings as rent and has no problem with it. However, my older sister, not his mom, found out that I was charging him rent to live with me and thinks I'm an asshole. She says because he's still 16, nobody should be charging him for rent. I disagree. As he has a bedroom he can sleep in free of charge and where he can get all of his food free of charge. He is choosing not to live there. He is choosing to live with me even though he knew up front he would have to pay rent. I don't have any kind of custody and I'm not his legal guardian. His mom still is. My sister argues because I can afford to house and feed him, etc. That means I'm charging him for no reason. I can afford it but not comfortably as my grocery bill has doubled and electric has gone up. And he should be saving or spending that money on himself. She also thinks he's not really choosing to live with me but rather choosing to live somewhere he feels safe, which is not with his stepdad. And then I'm making him pay for something he has a right 
to. This point makes me question myself as I somewhat agree. I know he would rather be living with his mom because they are very close, but living with this stepdad has become too hard for him. He would probably live anywhere else right now. I am also the only relative that lives in the same town as his mom, so even if my older sister would happily let him live with her, she lives too far away. I'm his only alternative option that isn't his friend's houses. Am I the asshole? This is a messy situation. Clearly, stepdad's an asshole. Mom, letting it get to the point where he would rather leave than making the home safe for him is an asshole. OP, here's the problem. OP has the means and wasn't planning on taking a roommate on, so this is a room that would have otherwise stayed empty or been like a home office or a workout room or a guest room or something. With that being the case, she might be the asshole. If she said, I planned on keeping this room available to have someone else move in, blah, 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 or had some other plans, then that would insulate her from it a little bit and she wouldn't be, then, then it would be at least receiving something for the opportunity costs that exist there. But she wasn't planning on taking a roommate on. She does have increased costs. She's providing food. She's providing utilities. And she did see increased costs there. It would make much more sense for for his mom to be paying that than him. But it was his choice to not stay there. But he's 16. Does he have that choice? I mean, when it comes to like his mom, his mom could, I, I don't know. This is, a, this is, a, this is difficult. I, I do really, really foresee, though, that if this stepdad has as much of a problem with this kid as the story says that he does, he's going to put up roadblocks to make sure that no funds come that direction at all to help him out. He's going to put up the fight that this was his choice and he can figure it out on his own. He is working, too. So, I mean, would it make a difference if he was 18? If he was 18, how would the story be different? I think people's viewpoints on, on whether it's okay for him to pay for it or not would change if he were 18 versus 16. But the sister has four other kids with stepdad. Oldest is eight and the youngest is just a few months old. So four kids. So I'm sure, you know, I'm sure she feels trapped by this situation, feels like she can't do anything. So her 16-year-old kid, which was from a previous relationship, was the stepkid to this stepdad, and they hate each other, and he ended up leaving. So the condition of him coming to stay with OP in the first place was that he he paid 10% of the weekly paycheck, which does provide a good lesson in learning to be independent. And whenever he does become 18 or starts living on his own, it's going to be a lot more than that. So it's at least getting used to paying something. I think we probably all agree that he shouldn't have to pay. Mom should be paying. There's no way that stepdad is going to allow that to happen, even if she had the means to do it. So knowing that the only option here is to have him pay that, does that make sense? Now, something that Candy Thunder pointed out here was that having him pay that money in would be good for him to learn. It's it's a good lesson for him to learn as he goes, that it's not just everything on your paycheck is yours to blow on whatever you want. Go buy those sneakers and then be broke, which is the typical 16-year-old kid thing to do when they have a job, right? Getting used to paying something with every check is a really good thing to get used to. However, if OP saved that money and gave it back to him when he's 18 for college, that would accomplish everything. That would check all the boxes. OP wouldn't be getting compensation for the increase in utilities and food costs that she's taking on. So that sucks. And this lesson makes her feel the pain for that. So she essentially becomes the functional parent in that case. But it would be a really great thing for this kid to have the lesson of learning and still have some funds that he could use to put toward college whenever he does turn 18. Mom and stepdad are hardcore ASCON ones here. I think we can go ahead and pull that animation up here. 
allowing this to happen, allowing him to get to this point, not offering to facilitate it at all, not providing a safe environment for him. Garbage. Ask on one. Where does OP belong here? Is OP an asshole for making him pay this 10% to recoup the increase in utilities and food costs? Yeah, let's take a look at the scale. Let's think here. Let's all stroke our beds as we ponder where OP should land here, if at all. As a reminder, the ASCON scale is modeled after the U.S. military's DEFCON scale. So ASCON 1 is the worst. ASCON 4 is the least severe asshole. ASCON 4 is you could have done it differently. ASCON 3 is you should have done it differently. ASCON 2 is you definitely shouldn't have done that. And ASCON 1 is you're a terrible human. So does OP belong on here at all? could have done it differently. Maybe that's where we're at because there are other options to where it could be done differently here. Maybe the conversation is the agreement up front if he comes to stay there is with mom or with mom and stepdad. And you know what? If stepdad dislikes him that much, he may be willing to pay whatever that 10% is or whatever the small fee is weekly to get him out of the house. But CPS probably needs to get involved if he doesn't have a safe environment at home. There's something more going on there that needs to be stabilized and safe for him. And that is why his mom and stepdad are on ASCON 1 here. OP could have done this differently by either seeking to make that arrangement with them or by getting authorities involved or by just being a safe place for him to be the one anchor that he has in life that can be there for him and not charge him to do it. That would probably be what he ultimately needs because it sounds like he doesn't have that at all. He doesn't have a person. He doesn't have a place to go. He doesn't have a safe space that is his. It is not her responsibility to provide that though. That's where this gets tricky is that if she is willing to be that person for him, then she shouldn't be charging him for it. If she's not willing to be that person for him, then charging him for it at least prepares him for the outside world. So I think let's land here on ASCON 4 because it's something that could be done differently. Let's say there we go. This could have been done differently because it's it's a really f***ed up situation. There were a lot of other options here that didn't involve charging him rent. Or if she does, it can be put aside so that he's got something later on to put toward college or some kind of savings plan or something. But this kid has nobody in his corner right now. And charging him for it makes OP a little less in his corner. If that makes sense, it's not her responsibility to do it. But if she's letting him stay there, she's the closest thing that he's got to a safe space and a parent right now. And for a 16 year old, having that person in your corner would be a huge deal. So she could have done this differently by choosing to be that person and not charging him for it and letting him be 16. Grain of salt with all of this, because it sounds like he's going to be on his own soon. It sounds like once he's 18, he's not going to have support from his mom or from his stepdad. He's going to be forced to make his own way. And that sucks for him. So OP has a chance here to be that anchor for him, which kids need as they're entering that point in life. And so many kids don't have, and that's, that's where bad choices are made. So this could have been done differently. I, if she is an asshole, she is the least severe kind of asshole there is because there are other options, but this kid is in a shit situation and really needs someone in his corner. Woof. Hey 
Hey there, it's Dusty Thunder again with actually a Bridezilla story. The title of this one is Bride Kicked Me Out of Her Wedding Because I Sent Her Pictures of Bridesmaids Dresses. Who are you to try to give me ideas? Out! I just had to share this. So one of my longtime friends got engaged a few months after I did and she asked me to be her bridesmaid. So of course I said yes. I was excited to wedding plan together so I invited her over to hang out. We were talking about bridesmaid dresses and she asked if I knew what color I wanted my bridesmaids dresses to be. I told her I wanted satin champagne and asked her what color she wanted. She said she wanted sage green, but was worried it wouldn't look good because it might blend too much with the greenery. For some context, her wedding is in Mexico. I said, yeah, I see what you mean. I'm sure it looked nice, but can see where you're worried. A few weeks later, we got together again. She said she was looking at maroon, but wasn't sure and would let us know. The next day, I was scrolling on Instagram, and because I follow a lot of wedding accounts for inspiration, I saw this picture of a wedding in Hawaii or Mexico on the beach with lots of greenery with bridesmaids in these beautiful sage green satin dresses. I remember that she originally wanted sage green dresses. I screenshotted it to her and sent it to her saying, hi, I'm not sure if you you picked your dress colors yet, but I remembered you said you wanted sage green, but were worried about it blending in too much. I saw this amazing photo and wanted to share it with you in case you wanted an example of what it looked like. She just responded with, okay, thanks. I didn't think much of it, but then all of a sudden she stopped speaking to me. I didn't hear from her for months, which I just assumed was her being busy with wedding planning, but she randomly texted me saying, hey, can I call you? I said, okay. So she calls me and says, hey, so I don't want you to be my bridesmaid anymore because I thought it was really rude how you sent me pictures of dresses when you knew I already picked maroon. I don't know why you would even say that to me. It's just too much drama with you trying to make decisions when I already decided. So I think it's just best if you if you're no longer a bridesmaid. I had no intention of overstepping or even telling her what to do. I was so shocked and hurt that she would even think that I was doing that. She didn't even invite me to the wedding after that. Fast forward to her wedding. Guess what color she ended up going up with for her bridesmaid? Satin champagne, the color I chose. Now, I wouldn't even have cared if someone had the same wedding colors as me at all. I 1000% know I don't own a color, but the fact that she made a huge fuss about colors and kicked me out of her wedding because of it and then ended up using the color I chose is just insane, right? Top comment on this one, I think because she chose the same color as you did, she was embarrassed and couldn't face you, so this was just an excuse to be able to kick you out. Also, the reason why she didn't send you an invitation to her wedding, she didn't want you to see the bridesmaid's dresses. That's exactly what I was thinking! That's exactly what I was thinking. As soon as she said the color, I'm like, oh, now it makes sense. Now it makes sense why you didn't get to go. Because she chose your color. And she was like, oh, well, I have to choose either the color or her. I pick the color. So she can't come to my wedding anymore. Like she wasn't going to see pictures of it, but I guess she didn't have to face her in person if she uninvited her and just let her see it in the colors. But what a shitty thing to do. What the hell is going on with people and weddings why do they go crazy i understand it's like super stressful i get it can be another day of our wedding um we, we were married outside on her parents property we did the homegrown approach like we just we made it all all work the the village came together and we made it all happen i don't think ours was crazy stressful like that though but the day of it was like right after the ceremony ended when we were going through the reception line i got this headache like my brain was going to explode and maybe it was just from like the suit get up and being out in the warmth and standing up or locking my knees i don't know but i felt like my head was going to explode
Hey, Dusty Thunder here, and I wanted to thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed that content. And if you did, please make sure to like, subscribe, and most importantly, share. Also, you can find swag and so much more at dusty-thunder.com, and you'll find even more content on all of our platforms. We're on TikTok, YouTube. We now have an official Facebook page that we'll be posting stories to as well. We have podcasts on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and so much more. You can see all of our content platforms on Linktree, which is linked in my bio. Engage with us wherever you're enjoying content and do your best to avoid the astronauts today. Thanks again.